The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, it's one of the most important glands in your body, the thyroid gland, and we're going to find out ways to keep it functioning at a high level. Plus, later we'll find out what's happening around town and what's new at Mother's Market. But first up, on today's show, we are discussing thyroid health. And joining us today is nutritional consultant and certified natural health professional, Valerie Hall. Valerie appears in front of thousands of people each year and speaks on a variety of topics, even hosts her own radio show, and we welcome back Valerie. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Happy you could join us again. And before we get to our topic, tell us the scope and focus of your work. Well, I've been studying nutrition for over 15 years, and I just love to share the things I've learned with people because there's so many ways we can support our health through choosing the healthy foods, through some supplements that can really add to our health as well. So I love to share that kind of information via com- consumer seminars, radio show. I also do staff education for people who work in health food stores and for doctors and nurses. So I find a variety of ways to share all this knowledge. Well, excellent. Today we are talking about thyroid health, and I have a few friends that have developed thyroid problems actually through the years and I wanted to know are these issues on the rise here in the United States? Absolutely. A lot of them are autoimmune issues, things like Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune that's associated with what they call hypothyroid or low thyroid function, and Graves' disease, which is associated with hyperthyroid or high, too much thyroid hormone. So those are very uh, prevalent, and they look for antibodies that kind of clue them in that that's what's going on. But even just a variety of things in the food supply stress out the thyroid, and there's a long lead up to developing that kind of a problem where the thyroid just isn't operating the way it should. Hmm. Well, thank you for pointing out the differences, and this will be really interesting. Uh, What is the thyroid gland, and what does it do? Well, it's actually located in the neck region. It can change size, shape, and texture as it becomes less healthy. And the appearance of horizontal lines across the neck sometimes is a clue. I have those. I have a thyroid disease. So I have these horizontal lines that go right right across my neck. And that kind of signals that the thyroid is changing shape, and it can be an early warning sign. Um, in the old days, goiters were very popular, especially in the middle of the country. They had a whole section called the goiter belt because there wasn't enough iodine. Iodine is food for the thyroid, and so this whole Midwest, the middle part of the country where they didn't have access to seafood, Mm. they would develop goiters and it was a lack of iodine problem that caused that. So that's almost like a big lump on the thyroid. The thyroid can really be considered the master general of the hormone and endocrine system. It tells everything how fast to go, including heartbeat and metabolism. It tells your glands what to do, when to do it, and and how to do it. You know, so it's coordinating. It's the conductor Mm. of this whole endocrine system. So there are a variety of issues that might affect us because of how this thyroid is working. Too much of the thyroid hormone can really have a negative effect on bone density. It can make your heartbeat race. It can make you feel warm all the time. 
and too little of the thyroid hormone can cause thinning of the hair, eyebrows, and eyelashes. Energy levels and body temperature can also be affected, as can weight, because if this thyroid slows down, then our metabolism also slows down, and we're not burning our fuel very efficiently, and we can start to gain weight because of a low thyroid function as well. Wow. I love the way you describe that because that's, <laughs> that's the conductor in our bodies. Yes. Um, it's really fascinating that there is a whole region in the United States, though, that, uh, you know, without the fish that is right there. but that, Absolutely. The and that's not so much anymore because they started putting iodine in salt. Iodized sea salt became very popular. Mm-hmm. And then with refrigeration and shipping, eventually the middle of the country got access to seafood. But back before all that was happening, goiters were very prevalent there. Oh, it's fascinating. And that you could look at somebody and really tell by yes, the way. Yes, you could that see a next... big lump in the throat, and that hmm. was a gorder lump. Um, What are some of the symptoms of thyroid problems? Well, there are all kinds of issues, you know, uh, that goiter we talked about, weight, energy levels, body temperature. So, and, and it really can affect the whole way that your body operates, really, either speeding it up too much or slowing it down too much, depending on what's going on there with that thyroid. And there are a variety of different issues with, we we talked a little bit about food uh, and some other issues as well. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, I know you did say that um, there's the hyper and the hypo um, thyroid, but yeah, let's talk a little bit. Let's break that down. Absolutely. Now, the foods that are really negative for the thyroid in general, let's talk first about soy. For a long time, soy, we were told it's like the end all and be all of of healthy food. And that has really shifted. Another one of those big paradigm shifts we've seen in nutrition. Soy is only healthy if it's organic and if it's fermented, then it's fine. But when it's not organic or fermented, which so much of the soy we're offered here as Americans are not, then it can be a real problem. It starts to block the absorption of certain nutrients that are essential for the thyroid. So soy is thought to be a big depressor of thyroid function now. So even if if someone already has a thyroid problem, I would say maybe not even do very much of the fermented organic soy. But certainly that's one of the things that's leading us down that problem road for thyroid function. And is there a a trigger word in here when we're shopping for our foods that are um, that are like the thyroid words that we're looking for? Um, you know, there are a variety. You know, soy is one of them. There are a couple of different vegetables, which ironically are not good for the thyroid when they're served raw. They should be slightly steamed. And those include a lot of the cruciferous vegetables, Mm. such as broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale, and cabbage. When those are raw, they can suppress thyroid function a little bit. uh, So they should be lightly steamed. They don't need to be, you don't need to cook them so long that they're dead, but (laughs) you can definitely lightly steam those and that makes it a little bit easier on us as well. So so the, there are a variety of other very destructive foods in our food supply. One of the things that I'm reading more about is dairy. And there's a wonderful book by Dr. Daniel Tugood, T-W-O-G-O-O-D, called Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days. And he's been a speaker at Mother's, and I think his book might be available there. It's also available at Borders and Amazon. So that's a great book for uh, finding out the link between foods and pain, but he also links these same foods to autoimmune conditions. Mm -hmm. And number one, he says, is dairy, because we were not 
not intended to eat dairy. No other animal eats dairy after they're weaned. No other animal eats another animal's dairy. And every dairy is very different as far as its casein and lactose and the different components of each mammal's milk. So human milk is different from cow's milk is different from kangaroo milk is different from mice milk. So, you know, they're not, they're not interchangeable. They're not the same thing. And so the body responds to this as a foreign invader because it's not what we were intended to eat. So that's why milk and dairy products can become a problem for autoimmune. And since so much of the thyroid issue is autoimmune, I definitely thought I should mention that. But other destructive foods like your high sugary foods and your hydrogenated oils, which are bad guys in every health thing going on. But even things like chlorine and fluoride that we get exposed to, those block the major food for your thyroid, which is iodine. So chlorine and fluoride attach to these receptor sites where iodine is supposed to attach. They take up room and they crowd it out. So now the iodine can't get in. Mm. And iodine is food for the thyroid. It makes it nourishes it. It makes it healthy. It makes it do what it's supposed to do. Whether your thyroid function is too high or too low, mm. iodine is a great food. So avoiding chlorine in our water. You can get a, a shower filter at Mother's Market. They're near the checkout stands so that you are filtering that chlorine out of your shower water. If we take a shower in chlorinated water, it's about the same as drinking eight glasses of tap water as far as our chlorine exposure. Wow. Swimming in pools. If you have your own pool or spa, you can, instead of doing chlorine in the water, you can do uh, an enzyme cleaning system called Bakwa, B-A-Q-U-A, that you can find at any swim swimming pool supply store. And I do that in our hot tub in the backyard and so that we don't get exposed to chlorine there. Chlorine-free. Exactly. Okay. And, of course, we don't want to drink tap water. If you can get some sort of a filtration system or buy, or buy bottled water, of all the bottled waters, I prefer spring water over distilled and over purified. Purified just means tap water that's been filtered. You can do that less expensively at home than buying that bottled water. But spring water has some good benefits, some excellent minerals and things like that. So if I'm going to buy bottled, I go with spring. Okay. But you can get some nice filtration systems. Even a Brita filter is better than nothing. So, you know, if you don't have much money, then at least use that to get that chlorine out of your drinking water. Wow. Oh, this is great information. Um, but uh, to clarify, an, um, the thyroid is considered a autoimmune. Most thyroid problems are considered autoimmune. Okay. Um, Hashimoto's is probably the most prevalent, mm -hmm. which is a low thyroid function. So a lot of hypothyroid gets classified as Hashimoto's. Too much thyroid hormone being produced or overactive thyroid is called Graves' disease. Mm -hmm. And that's the one I was diagnosed with in my early 30s. Uh -huh. So I had a couple things go wrong. And one of the things I think is going on with the autoimmune conditions of all kinds, whether it's one of these thyroid problems, rheumatoid arthritis, type 1 diabetes, uh, scleroderma, lupus, there's a, a bunch of them and they're labeling more all the time is that they think that there's somehow foreign proteins are getting into the body. Mm. And either it's through the foreign proteins of dairy, like we talked about earlier, or it's leaky gut, which means there are little holes and cracks in the lining of the digestive tract that let semi-digested food particles that should be contained in the digestive tract, instead they're getting out into the bloodstream and the body sees them as foreign invaders. And there are also some foreign protein particles in our vaccines, so that might be another way mm -hmm. that these autoimmune diseases are getting uh, stimulated. So something is landing 
in a part of the body that the immune system sees as a foreign invader, and that's where the attack occurs. So depending on what the weak link is in any person's body, that's where the attack happens. Wow. Very interesting and informative, this information. Um, we will be right back, but uh, stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, so stay with us. We'll talk more about thyroid. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with Her Life Stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. And now back to our interview with nutritional consultant Valerie Hall. And Valerie, we've been talking about thyroid health. It's so interesting. But uh, you were just saying there's a new food that's a problem for thyroids. You know, every time, every year that I'm involved in nutrition, mm -hmm. there's some big shift that occurs, you know, year after year. And the longer I'm involved, the more I realize that so much of what we've been told is wrong. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the information we've been given about nutrition over the years has been self-serving information for food manufacturers. So they're putting this information out to increase their sales, mm -hmm. and they give it to us under the guise of health, and it's not. And the new one this year that I find as such a shocker is that the polyunsaturated fats, the things that we were told to avoid saturated fat, get polyunsaturated fats in from, from seed oils, turn out to be some of the worst things that we are doing. We were better off with lard, <laughs> tallow, and butter than we are with corn oil, canola oil, uh, oh my goodness! So we what a shift! Eat those yes. Hershey bars. Go back go to ahead. butter <laughs> by all means. Absolutely. Oh. So um, one of my favorite magazines that's available in a variety of different health food stores is called the Wellbeing Journal, mm -hmm. and I'm going to quote a little bit of an article out of the November December issue 2012 of the Wellbeing Journal. The title of the article is "Are Polyunsaturated Oils Really Healthy?" by C.J. Putwin. And this has some interesting information. It says that so much of the assertions that we've had about these oils are wrong. And these polyunsaturated oils are really a problem for us. So there are a lot of, and, and this guy is not alone. I'm reading this in other places. A lot of researchers, medical doctors, nutritionists, and healthcare practitioners are telling the same thing now. So what's wrong with these vegetable oils? The main problem is that polyunsaturated oils contain long-chain fatty acids, which are extremely fragile and unstable. So they... In, in cooked foods, they become rancid in just a few hours, even when refrigerated. And that's responsible for the stale taste in a lot of leftover foods. So 
Even if they're eaten when fresh, these oils oxidize at a much higher rate once they're in the body. So as soon as a polyunsaturated vegetable oil enters the body, it's exposed to the high you know, temperatures that are high enough to cause its toxic decomposition. Ugh. So this ends up incorporating into all of those areas of the body that use fats, our muscles and our heart, our cardiovascular system, our brain, our eyes, our skin. Oh my goodness, we don't want to be building these out of bad building blocks. Mm-mm. So it says here that although polyunsaturated fatty acids damage every part of the body, the endocrine system, especially the thyroid, is particularly vulnerable. Mm. A slow metabolism, low energy, and sluggish thyroid often accompany the consumption of vegetable oils. Mm. So here in this article, it says that cattle ranchers discovered the difference between saturated and unsaturated fats way back in the 1940s when they fed their livestock inexpensive coconut oil, which is a saturated fat to try to fatten them up for market. But the cattle didn't gain weight on coconut oil. Instead, it made them lean and active. Wow. Wow. So coconut oil is, I always say, the best thing for weight loss. And it's great for immune and great for everything else. I highly recommend everyone incorporate coconut oil in their diet. Mm. So next, the ranchers tried... uh, they discovered that soybeans and corn could cause the same anti-thyroid effect as the thyroid-suppressing drugs that they had tried, and that allowed the animal to gain more weight on less food. Since then, corn and soy have been the staples of feedlot cattle. So these things slow down our whole metabolism and the thyroid. Then it goes on to say that a later experiment fed animals pure unsaturated vegetable oil pure saturated coconut oil, or various mixtures of the two. The animal's obesity increased in proportion to the ratio of unsaturated fat in their diet, regardless of how much fat or calories they were consuming. So the more vegetable oils they ate, the fatter they became. So animals that were given even small amounts of the unsaturated oils were fat, and those that ate large amounts of the coconut oil were thin. So by 1950, these unsaturated fats were clearly shown to suppress metabolic rate, apparently by creating hypothyroidism, that low thyroid. In the following years, scientists looked for a mechanism that caused this effect, effect, and they found that unsaturated fats damaged the mitochondria through oxidation and enzyme suppression. Mm. So the more unsaturated a vegetable oil is, the more specifically it suppresses tissue response to thyroid hormones. Unsaturated fats are derived from the seeds of plants, and seeds contain toxins and enzyme suppressors that block protein digestive enzyme in the stomach of mammals, and that's so the seed can be carried into different places and it will still germinate and sprout. So it has a resistance to this. So the chemicals evolved to protect seeds from predators and prevent germination until conditions are perfect for sprouting. And it's probably no coincidence that millions of people who eat thyroid damaging toxins and enzyme suppressors have an epidemic of obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, immune system disorders, arthritis, and other chronic diseases. This article just made me say, wow, that is so opposite of everything we have heard going back to the 1970s, going back to when they told us get away from butter and have margarine instead. Oops, don't do it. Go back. Go back to natural fats. Natural. And it's kind of it is kind of true what they say. Natural is always the best when you put in the imitation in anything, even like with even sugar. I mean, even 
even sugar is bad, but uh, but when they try to put the the oh yeah, the artificials are even worse. Exactly right. 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 So this is a real issue. These foods between the soy, Mm -hmm. the um, hydrogenated oils, the vegetable oils, these polyunsaturated oils, you know, the high sugar exposure to chlorine and Mm -hmm. fluoride. You know, there are plenty of toothpaste available at mothers that don't contain fluoride, and that's another one that blocks that iodine absorption for the thyroid. And and I and you said it in the very beginning. It's really probably these companies that are coming in and it's really what they it's these companies that want the money for the advertising and exactly right you know there are a lot of food companies Mm -hmm. and they advertise and keep in mind when you see commercials that they are sales and marketing Mm -hmm. they love to portray themselves Mm -hmm. as health information Mm -hmm. but they are absolutely not health information exactly and And then a lot of times we get mass brainwashed as a society Mm -hmm. doctors fall in line they get pressured you know people at the top of the FDA get pressured from these food companies and then they put out this company line and once a company line gets really firmly in place Mm -hmm. like this whole unsaturated fat thing did it's hard to shift people's minds it's hard for them to make that change and you know the government and things like that they never put out something contradictory to what they said before (laughs) it's propaganda right (laughs) it's all food propaganda oh no oh no (laughs) well good for you for staying on top of this Valerie we love you for that Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit again we're talking about thyroid this is what uh, we're talking about today and um, uh, we talked a little bit about earlier about your specific foods that are good and bad for our thyroid so we we mentioned about steaming our vegetables and uh, not over steaming them and killing (laughs) killing those vegetables but uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. It's particularly those cruciferous vegetables, the broccoli, the cauliflower, the Brussels sprouts, kale. uh, Those are the ones that should be lightly steamed and cabbage as well. And uh, so those are the things we really want to make sure that we're lightly steamed. The rest of the vegetables don't have those blocking kind of enzymes. So those are the ones we want to lightly steam. Okay. What age groups and who's affected? You know, this can really happen at any age, but most often it's happening in the middle of life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's often associated for women. (laughs) And that menopausal time, Mm -hmm. you know, the thyroid gland is making thyroid hormones. Hormones never are standalone things in the body. They're all interconnected. So for women, as our menopausal time sets in and our estrogen and progesterone are going down, that can also affect thyroid hormone levels, insulin hormone levels. So all these things, it's a cascade of events that happen. It's so much fun to be a woman over 40. (laughs) One more thing to look forward to, right? Celebrate. (laughs) I know. No, it's all good, but we just have to be aware of that. And so maintain Maintaining things as we go through life, maintaining the immune system is a huge key since so many of these things end up being autoimmune when it comes to thyroid. I think that's a big key. Epicor. Yes, Epicor. That's exactly right. There are a variety of good nutrients that we can use to balance the immune system. We talked a little bit about vitamin D3, getting those levels up. Very, very helpful. Um, The Epicor really helps to balance the immune system. And then taking care of our digestive tract so that we're not developing that leaky gut problem. Uh, L-glutamine is an amino acid that really helps to heal the lining of the digestive tract. Very helpful. The probiotics, those good bacteria 
bacteria that we need down there, very helpful at keeping our immune system strong and our gut lining strong. And even taking digestive enzymes with meals can also be extremely helpful in keeping our immune system healthy and functioning well. So these are some of the supplements I think are really important. They have wonderful products at Mother's Market available that you can get all of these things. You could also contact me if you wanted my digestive hair care paper, my thyroid paper. I have papers on 20 different subjects. And those of you who've seen me speak at Mother's Market, I'm a regular speaker there at all of their stores so or a number of their stores. So please feel free to contact me at Valerie at ValerieHallNutrition.com. And I can send you written information on a lot of different uh, health conditions. I have them written on many different things. So please feel free to contact me, Valerie at ValerieHallNutrition.com. You are vast knowledge of information. I love it because, and Valerie, you always get back to people. You're great about that. Um, so if you had to, I don't know, list the most important thing uh, about your thyroid, how would you list that? What would you say? I would say number one is iodine. Mm-hmm. And iodine, you can get through some foods, particularly fish, seaweeds, uh, sea vegetables, things like that. Very good. All of those are excellent carriers of iodine. Iodine can also be purchased as a supplement, or you can get seaweed or kelp as a supplement. I use one by a company called Iodon Liquid Minerals that you can find there at Mother's, and it's just a couple of drops a day. So the bottle that they sell for around $17 ends up lasting about a year and a half. So it's a very good value as far as that. In fact, iodine's one of the top deficiencies in our country. Along with helping the thyroid, iodine is also very important for breast tissue in women and prostate state health in men. Hmm. So this is a really important one. Some studies even show it can really help women who have fibrocystic breast disease. So very helpful for a variety of issues with breast, prostate, and thyroid. So iodine, we want to get our at least our RDA of that. Another way to get more iodine, they sell seaweed leaves called nori leaves, N-O-R-I, in a variety of health food stores. You could add a nori leaf into a soup or broth or a crock pot. And if you like the taste of it, cut it up and use it in the food. If you don't, you can take it out and throw it away, but it will still leave all that wonderful iodine in the broth. Mm. So that's good. We should always get iodized salt, but not regular salt, sea salt. So if you're getting, you know, sea salt in general is going to have a little bit of iodine in it. They also sell some that are iodized sea salts. And if you're getting um, a salt that doesn't have extra iodine added, then I would highly recommend either using those nori leaves on a regular basis or getting some little iodine drops. Things like that I think would be extremely helpful. Well, that is excellent information. And um, wow. A vast knowledge you always have, and you always come so prepared, Valerie. Thank you so much um, for your time once again. We truly appreciate your knowledge, and we look forward to having you on again, Valerie. In the meantime, you heard her say, and you talk about her website, Valerie. You can get more information. It's ValerieHallNutrition.com, and we learn natural health approach to making us all healthier. We look forward to our next visit. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kimberly. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.